E-commerce isn't just an aspect of growing a successful wine business, it is crucial. And that's why I strongly recommend working with Offset Partners. As a proudly independent e-commerce technology and brand design company based in wine country, Offset understands the operational nuances and the customer service imperatives that distinguish a great online buying experience from a mediocre one. And that's why leading and legendary brands like Saxum, Arnott Roberts, and Kermit Lynch Wine Merchant choose Offset's proprietary commerce technology platform to power their DTC sales. If you're an allocated winery or a high-touch merchant that values an elegant, effective commerce solution for both you, your customers, and your team, reach out to the smart team at offsetpartners.com. That's O-F-F-S-E-T, partners with an S, dot com, to craft a better direct-to-consumer experience. I'll drink to that, where we get behind the scenes of the beverage business. I'm Levy Dalton. I'm Erin Scala. And here's our show today. Savigny Le Bon, or Savigny, is one of the larger communes in the Côte de Bone. It sits close to the middle of the Côte d'Or, and it's at the northern end of the Côte de Bone. Like so many villages in Burgundy, it was founded by Romans as a community along an important Roman road. Over time, the vineyards came to be owned and cared for by various powers, such as the Dukes of Borgogna, the Augustine monks, and the Knights of Malta. A local saying that you may see scrawled about town is that the wines of Savigny are nourishing, theologic, and healthy. Sort of like a little regional motto. Savigny Le Bon got its AOC status in 1937, and today it has 22 premier crew sites, and it also boasts plenty of interesting Ludi. Several climat names reflect unique and charming historic facts about the region. One of the premier crew sites, Oforno, is named after ancient kilns that have been found. Savigny has two distinct areas of Premier Cru sites, with village sites that flank the two groupings of Premier Cru. One cluster of Premier Cru vineyards faces south on the Bois de Noël and has red limestone and clay soils. Just south of that, another cluster of Premier Cru sites faces northeast from a different hill and has limestone and sand soils. The different soil types and aspects from various areas in Savigny produce wines that can express remarkable diversity. Savigny produces mostly red wine, though you can find some really interesting white parcels from here too, including some rare Pinot Gris. On my last trip to Burgundy, there were a few times when we get stuck driving behind a vineyard tractor, but rather than be annoyed at the delay, on different occasions, my Burgundian friends pointed out that the tractor was invented in Savigny and that it's a source of pride for the area. And in part because of the tractor invention, planting in rows became a thing here, and now you almost always see vineyards in neat rows. The wines of Savigny are generally considered to be tasty values in Burgundy. Becky Wasserman notes that, contrary to what people think, you can put them down for many years. One particular domain has really stood out over the last few decades. Domain Simone Bees, founded in 1880 by Simone Bees, passed to his son Simone Bees, who passed it to his son Simone Bees, who passed it to his son Patrick Bees. 
Patrick's father, Simon, cultivated a following of Burgundy lovers in the 70s. And Patrick, a fourth-generation winemaker at the Domain, captured the world's attention with his wines until his unexpected death in 2013 when he suffered a heart attack while driving. Clive Coates writes that Patrick was one of Burgundy's most sensitive and perfectionistic winemakers, ever seeking to add a touch here and modify a detail there. Becky Wasserman remembers that when Patrick took over, it was very exciting. Patrick Bees made wonderful wines, and he also played an important role in the whole cluster D-stem conversation. He usually fermented wines using whole cluster, and he would reserve de-stemming for younger vines. He also made white wine from Chardonnay and from some of the unique Pinot Gris plantings that are ever more rare in Burgundy. Today, his family continues his great work. I talk to winemakers all the time. And something they tell me is that oxygen management is a key to aging wine. Finding the right balance is crucial. And that's why I recommend DM's revolutionary cork closures. With DM corks, winemakers can achieve precisely controlled oxygen management after a bottle leaves the winery, ensuring a wine that matures gracefully and reaches its full potential. With over 2 billion DM corks sold each year, it's clear that winemakers worldwide trust DM for consistent results. And DM has recently expanded the permeability options for their popular DM10 and DM30 closures, providing winemakers with even more flexibility to choose a cork that will guarantee the kind of wine life they envision. Banish surprise dud bottles and embrace DM closures. Your customers will thank you. In North America, DM products are exclusively distributed by G3 Enterprises. Ready to ensure the lifespan of your wines? Go to dm-closures.com forward slash I-D-T-T to learn more. That's D-I-A-M-closures with an S dot com forward slash I-D-T-T for more information. She's a bees of Simone Bees and Savigny Le Bon in Burgundy on the show. Hello, how are you? Very fine, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Very nice to have you here. So you grew up in Tokyo? Yes, till 30 years. And I moved to Savigny for a guy, Burgundy man. <laughs> it's a really big change of my life. Because you had been in banking. Yes, I was a banker before. I worked in Tokyo and then I moved to Paris as well. I worked for two years in Paris for French bank, back to Tokyo, and uh, I started to go to the tasting school in Tokyo. At that time, it's almost 25 years ago. No young lady interested in the wine business in Tokyo. I was working for Cadia Ecole, a French bank. Patrick came to see the wine market in Japan. And he come to the office of the Cadiagico for exchange. He needed some money. Yes, of course. He needs some uh, yen, Japanese yen. 
So I met him and uh, we start to talk to each other. And he said, oh, if you like wine, I invite you to harvest. It was 96. But I couldn't come immediately. So I say, it's a good idea to go to change my life, maybe, and uh, do the harvest is something very new for me. So Patrick thought at that time, just only for harvest time, two weeks or something, but for Japanese, it's impossible to have a two weeks vacation. So I quit the job and <laughs> I moved to Savini to participate the harvest. And I wanted to stay just only one year, but uh, the things, <laughs> many things happened. <laughs> and uh, yes. <laughs> so you spoke fluent French and you decided to make a life change. Yes, big big change, yes. A big city like Tokyo, I'm from Tokyo. So big city to to Savini, small village, uh, it was a very big change for me. But the family, the Bees family, Patrick's family, was very open-minded and very nice people. So it was okay. It sounds to me, not having met him, that Patrick was kind of interested in different people's ideas from around the world. Like, he was open to hearing different points of view. He was a not good boy for the school. When he was young, he had no interest about making wine. When he was young, though, I think wine business was not so easy like now. So he, his dream was always traveling somewhere. So he got engaged for Marine, and he traveled for three years in Africa, Asia, everywhere. And he really wanted to travel all over the world. But his father got a disease. So when he was 20 years old, Patrick was 20 years old, he had to back to Sabini to help the harvest. It was 1972. So 72 was his first vintage. Because he kind of falls right into that period of time when Burgundy wasn't selling very well, mm -hmm. at least in the American market. Mm, yeah. Everywhere. It's very difficult period, 60s and the 70s. But he has to help the family. He has to do that. No choice. And he said, I don't regret the life. And many friends through wine making, and some of them are very open-minded people as well, like Jack Sess from Dujac. And Burgundy is changing. And Patrick was one of the, the new Burgundy era. Rumier and Lafont and Etienne Griveaux. Etienne is one of the family. He's brother-in-law of Patrick. Uh, they born in late 50s. But Patrick was early 50s. So there is a one generation different. So he, he did a kind of link of the two generations. Between someone like Jacques Sace and Dominique Lafon, Patrick was in the middle. Yes. There is no famous wine grower early 50s. All of the wine friends of Patrick is older than him or younger than him. His first vintage was 72. He was 20 years old. And he was alone. He knew nobody. 
and his father was in a hospital. He was alone. But the people like Jack says, also Aubert de Vilaine, invite him to taste together. Jack says was very uh, interesting person. Always he's gathering the people, his friend, not only the same kind of job, but he has many friends, and Patrick joined them. And then Patrick became one of the key persons of the young generation. Patrick have three sisters, Christine, Isabel, and Marielle. So Marielle was the youngest one. Uh, with Patrick, there is a 12 years different. And she's very smart and very beautiful young lady. And some burgundy young wine growers, winemakers, go to the Lycée Viticole, you know, looking for who can get the heart of the Marielle. So every, like Etienne and Rumier also, Dominique also, everybody get together in the Savigny, around Savigny. And finally, Etienne Griveaux <laughs> get the heart of the Marielle, so they married together. But so... Like this, Patrick start to be friend and and like this. <laughs> what was the situation for Savigny in the seventies? Because I, I feel like a lot of what Patrick introduced, you could see the influence of hanging out with someone like Jacques Says or Aubert Duvalain in terms of yields, triage, whole cluster, which mm. are some things that Patrick used later. His father, Simon, he, he was already the very good winemaker at the time, because they bought the domain already 20s. And Patrick's father is quite smart. Uh, he said, instead of selling our good wine to the negociant, it's better to bottle in by themselves. He knew how to sell the wine. Unusual at that time. Yes, exactly. Everything's unusual for the Bees family, because Patrick's mother is She's a very beautiful woman, and she's from not wine growers. So it was a very rare case to get the wife from army family. So everything is unusual, oh, bees. And it was really the mother that you knew longest because Simone Bees died when you got there. Yes. So Marie-Thérèse. Her name is Marie-Thérèse. She is very big heart, and she welcomed me, treat me as a, her daughter. I was a lucky woman to have a, such a mother-in-law. What was it like when you first got there in 97? Patrick called me stagiaire, trainee, stagiaire, <laughs> because I, had, I know nothing. Harvest was very warm. The weather was very fine. I arrived 17th September. Harvest has already started. I came to Savigny with very city girls <laughs> close. That means the vest and the long pantalon. And, the, and Patrick looked at me and you, you have to change <laughs> the clothes. You cannot walk in the vineyard like this. So I changed in the jeans and the T-shirt but because the weather was very nice, very hot and very nice. 
and everybody looks happy to picking a grapes and very working very hard. But it was the first time for me I start to to pick the the grapes, but it's very very slow. So Patrick, he said, "Who is that lady fired?" <laughs> so immediately I was fired. <laughs> And uh, I took only the pictures for everybody. I did like a cameraman. But it's a nice, a nice memory now. Because Patrick had a sense of humor. He was kind of a funny guy. Yes. He said like that, but I'm sure that he think I'm very tired, maybe after the long trip. But you'd never worked in a winery before. No, never. Three, three months later, Patrick proposed me to get married which is an expected thing for me. And I was 30 years old, so I'm thinking about my life. What should I answer? I said just, okay. <laughs> it's okay. And I accepted his offer. And then after we, we got a baby, Hugo. So I quit my job in Japan. I Leave my family in Japan and the friend as well. Everybody around me in Savigny was very kind, very warm, very nice. But now many Japanese people is living in Bonn. But 20 years ago, there is nobody. So I felt quite alone. And I got a baby. But I felt very alone. But... Patrick wanted to show me, take me outside for the dinner, the, for the party, everywhere, together. That's the good thing, but uh, I was tired. Really, I was tired listening all the French language and try to speak, but not easy. And w- what is the most hard thing is I was pregnant, so I couldn't taste the wine. I came seventy to to the wine, but I couldn't taste very nice bottles just in front of me. But I couldn't drink. It was uh, so frustration, and <laughs> uh, that's the the beginning of my life in seventy. What do you think got you through that time? What was important to you? He was very difficult baby. He's crying. All the time, very, very difficult baby. And then we got a second child, Neska. It's a girl, just after. So very difficult baby like Hugo. I have to hold in the, the arm and uh, I'm pregnant Neska. So I had no time to think about myself, n- nothing. And Patrick is a very old generation people, so no help, never push the baby car, never give the milk. So I have to do everything by myself. But that's the good thing for me, because before I was looking for always the relationship to Japan, think about myself all the time. But since I got a two babies and a very difficult babies, I decided by myself, now 
Chisa, you have to focus on the family, and this moment you have to forget about yourself. That's the the very hard thing, very tough. But、uh, I have no regret. So my main job is to stay with the、uh, children. But once they start to go to the school, I have some time to do something for me. And、uh, Patrick, he he said to me, "There is no place for me to join the domain." So, okay, I I have to find something. <laughs> so I went to the geology school. I take some lessons about the geology. I took the Lesson about the tourism of the Burgundy, and I did many things that this free period. And one of them, there is a school of Anne Claude Lefleur. She opened a school, the Vin Terroir. As she is very special woman, she has a kind of spiritual feeling. So this school is to develop. Not how to make wine, not how to work in the vineyard, just、um, the different approach to wine business, wine making, wine towards the wine. It was very interesting thing. For example, about the color. So how is the color influence to the people or the wine, or for analyzing the wine? Normally. It's the figures, the acidity, the figures. But she knows someone who analyzed the crystallization, so we can see the energy, which we cannot see physically. But this way of analyze can see the energy with crystallization. So I was one of the first student of this school, and in this school I studied about. Biodynamic. It was、uh, the Steiner Rudolf Steiner biodynamic way of making. But Steiner is already something familiar for me because I use the method Steiner's、uh, method, like、uh, music and、uh, the art. Like the Waldorf school. Yes, Steiner schools. So that was very familiar thing for me. So I get into the biodynamic way of thinking. Quite easily, thanks to the children. That's an amazing route to、yes. that. The fact that you had kids and then coming to it that way. So, what was Anne Claude like in person? I only met her very briefly. She's very amazing, and she's a very good friend of Patrick. Very good friend, but the way of approach of the wine making is very different. She is already developed biodynamic wines. But Patrick is not not at all interested in this kind of thing. But they respect each other. And when I joined to her class, I wanted to try by myself making wine. And Claude encouraged me a lot. Spring of two thousand eight, I asked Patrick, "Can I try a different way of making?" Can I try? She said, "Yes, you can." It was very surprising thing for me. Yes, you can. You can try with、uh, our Serpentière, Premier Cru, 
when I heard that, I was very surprised and I was very happy. And actually, it was very difficult process. The Serpentier was very sick. And um, Patrick cannot manage the... He thought, oh, my Serpentier is very bad. Never happy with the Serpentier. So he gave me a chance to make the wine from this parcel. And I start learning, but I know almost nothing. Nothing. So I asked to Fred de Lafarge if he has something, a material to lend me. He said, yes, there is a wooden tank for dynamizing water. So he showed me how to do that technically. And I started, oh, wait. But it's very, <laughs> when I think right now, it's, it's not uh, the good way, but uh, I really wanted to, intention is there. So for me, by most important thing of making a biodynamic wine is not how to do it, but the intention is the most important thing. Because my 08 Serpentier is really, really something. And when the wine born, we taste together with Patrick, with some other people, the domain staff. Everybody was surprised. I never tried to make my wine, but I realized something very special. I didn't participate the wine vinification, just I participate for the grape making just till the harvest. But uh, the wine was very different. How so? It's waking you up. When the wine is very good, it wakes you up, no? Mm -hmm. There's a vibrancy and yes, yes. energy in the wine. Yes, exactly that the case. We Everybody, wow, the eyes are bigger than, <gasps> bigger and surprising. Wake up, everybody. And very bright. Vibration. So what happened next? Patrick said, next year, you can try more. <laughs> now we do this style, five hectares, only five hectares. We have 22 hectares, so quite big. And five hectares, we do it, this method, because that's what we can do so far. But we have two ways of, about one is good raisonné, but it's very close to the, uh, I, I don't like to say bio or organic wine, because for me, most important thing is organic wine or not organic wine. The wine should be uh, alive. Uh, vibration and the life is very important. So what I did is just to realize we can do that. We, you can do that. So don't afraid. You can do that. Tell to our staff. And Patrick showed me. He always, when I tried to work in the vineyard and when I joined the Domaine Bise, he said, you can do that. You can try that. Always he encouraged me like this. So 
when he passed away three years ago, what I did is encourage the staff. I give them safety and I said always, you can do that. In a way, it's really been a combination of your two personalities, Patrick's and yours, that's led to this point. Mm. When I taste alone in the cellar, to ask him by myself, what should I do? The answer comes to me, uh, a kind of a voice of Patrick. I, I, I don't know exactly. Something comes to me. Believe yourself. Believe your grape. Believe that you're wine. That's the message coming down. And if we go make the wine with the faith, it's normal. Something happened during the vinification. It's like growing the children. It's something bad period. There is always bad period. But if we believe them that the thing itself is good, just believe them, and the wine become marvelously at the end, and it's continuing in the bottle. What about the vineyard health? Because you have the multiple parcels, so do you see differences at the vine level? Yes. In the Serpentier, virus is still exists, still there, but what we decide is not take off the vines and change everything. It's not the way. We live together with the virus, with the disease, but give the message to the virus, you can stay, but don't do the bad thing to the grapes. So the attitude of the vines changing. Virus is there, that means the leaf turned to red just after the veraison. Veraison is the beginning of the grape to have a color. So when leaf turned to red, there is no photosynthesis, less photosynthesis, so they cannot make the sugar, so alcohol levels lower, and uh, it's not good, but the leaf turned to red later and later. Now it's just 10 days before the harvest time, leaf turned to red, and the red color is not like before. Before it was like a dark black red, but now it turned to red, but it's very bright red. It's very beautiful red. So the virus is there, but they act very differently. It's quite amazing. Has the yields affected at all? Always. It's very low. But I give them a life, the life. So now I, I have to try to, little by little, augment the yield. I have to manage more production. But the last vintage of the good yield was 2009 and maybe 2011. That's the last vintage we had a comfortable yield. And then after the yield getting down and down, and in Sabini especially, we got a hail 2013. We lost 70% grapes. And then 2016, because of the frost, we lost 80% of the grapes. So the last 
ears, we cannot think about the yield because the nature was so tough and the period of the nature was the lower yield period. And I'm sure the, the higher yield period is coming. The nature is also breathing like everything. So some period, the nature, earth, take a rest. For me, it's a lower yield period. And when they are ready, I'm sure they are coming back. So even the Serpentier lower yield uh, right now, I'm sure it's coming back, not very high yield, but comfortable yield. There's many bees holdings in Savigny. So if I were to think about how they are in terms of aspect and what it's like to work in those different crews, and then the resulting wines, how should I think about them differently, the different crews? Almost all the vineyard of the Côte de Nuit is faced east, very monoslope. And the bone side, Côte de Bonne, is more diversified. But the Savigny is especially this triangle, the border of the Côte de Nuit and Côte de Bonne. Of course, there is a La Serigny, but very close to the mixture of the Côte de Nuit and Côte de Bonne. So the character between the two sides is very different. Because Savigny de Bonne is a large appellation, and when you get further to the north, you're closer to the Côte de Nuit, and when you get further to the south, you're closer to the Côte de Bonne. And mm-hmm. you're saying that those tend to be really different things. Very different, yes. And the Burgundy people says that if you taste the old Savigny Cru, you can taste the old Burgundy. Red Burgundy, yeah. <laughs> We have six different premier crus of Savigny, and all the six crus is very different each other. Vergès is at the top because the exposition is very nice, and the Vergès is a meeting point of the two winds, north winds coming through the Pernon Vergès side, and the west wind from the Ballet de Bouillon. For winemaking, wind do the big role, very important. Patrick said, always the wind is very important, especially north wind makes the big role. Vergilis is just meeting point of the two winds and um, very energetic point as well. But when the, the nature is not happy, uh, these good winds turn to be Bad wind, like 2013, brought the hail, and two wind get together on the top of the Vergès, and two clouds of the hail, and they stayed more than 45 minutes in the area of the 70. So they really destroyed 2013 grapes. And the 2016, again, we got uh, the frost uh, impossible. Once is okay, and the last year was a second time, the very tough nature. So I'm sure they have a, the energy to come up. For that, we have to take care and uh, observe each vine to proving what we can do. So it does feel like you've been challenged several times in your life. Yes. With 
the children and then the death of Patrick and then the hail, which has been severe. Uh-huh. I think all the bad experience passed. And uh, these tough experiences, not the bad, because bad doesn't exist. A tough period makes me tough as well. I mean, you must feel that way, having come out of this pretty well. You know, the 16 was very tough for 70 people, but the experience in 2013, I became very tough and solid. So 16, even the situation of 16 lost the grapes 80% because of the frost. I was very not disappointed, uh, very peaceful mind. Just keep on going what you can do. And what we have to do is make a good wine from even the very difficult grapes. So the result was so far the 16th vintage wine is I'm proud of that. It's very beautiful, energetic and beautiful. And when did you know that Hugo was going to want to work in the winery? Mm. He's still going to school, half school and half training. When he was lycée viticole, so high school, he already trained at the Domaine Gouge, Henri Gouge, New Saint-Georges. But still, he's young, 18 years old. And his dream is traveling like his father. He wants to travel all over the world with working in a vineyard or winemaking. And so once he done it, maybe he joined back to the Sabini. But I'm still young. <laughs> so I can wait. I can wait. Interesting choice to go to Gouge. Now it's the Grégory Gouge, the running the Domaine Gouge. Greg, when he was a high school student, he trained Abyss. So Patrick asked Greg, uh, when you go grown up and if he interested in making a wine, you will be the boss of Hugo. And Greg said, okay, no problem. And when Patrick passed away, Hugo was studying in uh, not the wine, the Disseviticole. He was in the horticulture school, not for wine, because he said, I'm not interested in wine. I just want to do other things in horticulture school. But when Patrick died, he asked me, I like to change the school. Now I want to go to making wine and I want to go to Lisebitical. And so he changed the school and uh, I called to Greg Rouge. And Greg said, I know what you want to say. <laughs> so quite easily we find the, the boss. So everything has prepared by Patrick. So it was a very tough experience and uh, 
when the head of the domain passed away, all the heritage and everything is very complicated to transfer. But everything has prepared by Patrick. So I just continued what is decided. So uh, it's a very tough experience, but when I think about everything has prepared, it gives me a force and everything's fine. We were speaking about the different parcels and you explained about Vergelet, but what about the other parcels? So we have four more Premier Cru, Fourneau, Marconnet, Guette, Talmet. Um, Marconnet is the opposite side of the Vergelet, so bone side. The bone side area is less cray, so they cannot keep the water, so the stress against the heat and the dryness is very high. So vintage like 15, I have to focus on the Marconnet because they suffered, they have very big stress. But on the other hand, Marconnet is very comfortable. Uh, wet season, like uh, cool and wet, 14 is that case. And especially I love 08 Marconnet because 08 was very cold weather. So it makes a very nice Marconnet, especially the cool vintage. And on that point, around the Serpentière, there is a many springs. The name of the Serpentière is a snake. The Serpentière is a snake because the water from the spring running down like a form of the snakes, the Serpent. So the name of the Serpentière is coming from the movement of the water. So the Serpentier is very suffering the coldness and the cold season especially. Even the summer, they get cold. But the dry and the hot season, they profit this situation. So the stress of the dry and the hot, they love this kind of stress. Uh, get is on the top of the Serpentière. Get is very powerful operation of the Sabini, one of the most powerful operation. The top of the triangle, uh, which means get, they have the direct limestone and very close to the Rochemer. The topsoil is very little, yes. and then it goes right to the mother rock. Mm -mm. So this part is very energetic and very powerful. Get is very powerful and very beautiful. One of Patrick favored parcel. He loved Get always. Now his cemetery is next to Serpentière and Get, so he is looking at Get every day. So he must be happy. And a Fourneau. Fourneau is in the middle of the slope. Upper side there is a Vergeles. And the lower side, there is Allos Corton. Fourneau is half Premier Cru. The second lower part is village appellation. But our Fourneau is all in the Premier Cru sector. And 
it's very comfortable appellation. They don't suffer this hotness and less stress against the weather. And Talmet, we are making Talmet since 07 vintage before we put together with Vergeles. But in our control said we should separate Talmet and Vergeles. So since 07, we separated. Vergeles and Talmet are like a twin brother and sister. Just a little bit, Talmet is more shy. Vergeles is always very, I'm Vergeles, very powerful. But the Talmet has the same character of Vergeles, but a little bit shy. So he needs time to open up his character. One of the things that's really interesting about bees is you have a separate winemaker for white and red wine. Mm. Our white wine is increased since 1999. Patrick Plant, white village appellation. He was one of the promoter of the Savigny white wine. It was a very risky thing because at that time, the Savigny white wine was not famous at all. And normally the winemaker is more specialized in red or white. Both is very difficult. And for Patrick, red wines he knows how to make because red winemaking of bees is very traditional. So he knows how to make wine through his father and uh, his domain staff. But white wine was not a good point for him. But he has a good friends like Jean-Marc Rouleau and Jean-Marie Raveneau, especially Jean-Marie Raveneau. So Sabine and Chablis, there's a, at least one week difference of the harvest time. And the Chablis always start later. So when I arrived, Jean-Marie always come to help Patrick he showed Patrick, you should do like this, and you should do, do like this. And so Jean-Marie showed him the good way of white winemaking. Then we took the white winemaker, uh, 2001, and the red wine and white wine is not the same person who is in charge, even now. The white and the red, the rhythm of winemaking during the harvest time, it's not the same. So for white winemaking, we have to press immediately and we have to do everything immediately. But red winemaking, especially we are whole clusters winemaking, so just selecting the good grapes and bad grapes the harvest time. We have more time for red wine making. So what are some of the techniques that you think uh, Rouleau and Raveneau may have contributed? The élevage is not the same way because uh, Jean-Marie using the stainless tank. And then after he put into the oak uh, cask. But we are making, from the beginning, the fermentation also in the oak cask. So. It's very different, but I think Jean-Marie tell him the confidence, don't worry to make a white wine, you can do it. 
like it's like a Patrick said to me, you can do that, don't afraid. The most important thing is just press the fresh juice and take care immediately. That's all. I think that was the point. And there's some Pinot Bureau mm. in one of the bottlings, the Champlain Bourgogne Blanc. Uh, I don't know how it's happened, the Pinot Bureau is there, but Pinot Bureau is one of the cepages. And Chardonnay and Pinot Bureau is not the same production quantity. Sometimes Pinot Bureau is, wow, when the vintage is generous, they make some huge grapes and uh, lots of juice. So to keep the percentage, to keep the balance of the champ character of the Champlain, normally we try to keep 5% maximum in Champlain. You make a separate bottling of Pinot Bureau sometimes. Sometimes, but we never sell to United States. I've had that wine in the United uh, States. Really? Yeah, yeah. How come? I don't know, maybe from auction or something. It was one of the first wines I had as, as a young sommelier. Wow, really? Yeah, yeah. Well, in, um, probably in the late 90s. Wow, it's amazing. Yeah, it said uh, Pinot Bureau and uh, little gold writing yes, exactly. on the right yes, side of the yes. label. Uh, yeah, yes, and I exactly. remember not understanding what that was, because it's Pinot Gris, but I didn't know that. The last vintage of 100% Pinot Bureau was 2014. We made... 1,200 bottles. And you have some other white wine crews as well, so you make a Perrier Bourgogne Blanc, which has no Pinot Bureau in it. Yes, we have two kinds of white Bourgogne appellation. One is Champlain, and the other one is Perrier. Perrier is like uh, its name. It's very minerally and very honest wine. It's very next to each other, both parcel. But the character is totally different. And the Perrier more suffer from the dryness. That's amazing. It's really close to each other. But the Champlain soil is more thick. There is no same wild plant coming out. It's very different between Champlain and Perrier. And you also make Cortan Charlemagne. How do you think the expression of Chardonnay is different from the Bourgogne Blanc to the Corton Charlemagne? You're on the Pernel side. Ah, it's very different character. It's not the same hill. The Champlain altitude is a little bit higher. We can call them Haute Côte Bonne as well. So it's very different. But our approach of walking in the vineyards really the same way. The grape character, is it different? Yes, of course, different, because the soil is not the same. Especially our Corton Charmagne is very old vine, so production is very low, and it's really, really beautiful parcel, Corton Charmagne. But I can say which one is better, because Perrier Champlain, this part of Haute Cotonouille, is very happy area. Wild bird singing is uh, the wild animals eating the grapes. Not good for us, but uh, <laughs> this area, Champlain, Perrier, uh, this area is very peaceful. There is not only wine grapes, but the nature is all around. There is a forest, there is animals, very peaceful area. So I think this peaceful mind in our wines. 
Have you found evolution in your own farming since 2008? Uh, yes. So I started from the, the idea of biodynamics, but now my idea is over than biodynamics. I like using the wild plant with microorganisms. I love the idea of fermentation. In Japanese food, we have natto, miso, and the soy sauce is also the naturally fermented food. So I'm very familiar of this idea and the treatment of the vineyard. I use many fermented wild plants. So I call my approach not biodynamy, it's bizodynamy. It's <laughs> more than biodynamy. <laughs> Do you see an evolution in Patrick's winemaking as well? The character of Patrick, first impression was very hard and very difficult, tough guy. But the deep mind, he's very kind and generous. And his wine was really, from a young age, very tough and nobody wants to approach. Very tough. So it's very difficult to sell the young age of Patrick's wine. But since 2014, it's my first vintage. Actually, I made with my sister-in-law, Marielle Gribaud-Bise. We do together. The way of making wine is nothing had changed. But young, it's quite open and we can drink. It was really not the case of Patrick's wine. So what, what has changed? Nothing had changed. The team is not changed. They are all informed by Patrick. The way of making wine is not changed. Nothing has changed, but just the people in the center had changed. That's all. It's like a music. When the conductor changed, the piece of the music changed. Chisa Bees defines vineyards by their reaction to stress and people by their development of confidence. Thank you very much for being here today. Thank you very much. Chisa Bees of Simone Bees in Savigny Le Bon in Burgundy. All Drink to That is hosted and produced by myself, Levy Dalton. Aaron Scala has contributed original pieces. Editorial assistance has been provided by Bill Kimsey. The show music was performed and composed by Rob Moose and Thomas Bartlett. Show artwork by Alicia Tenoyan. T-shirts, sweatshirts, coffee mugs, and so much more, including show stickers, notebooks, and even gift wrap are available for sale if you check the show website, alldrinktothatpod.com. That's I-L-L, drinktothatpod.com, which is the same place you'd go to sign up for our email list or to make one of the crucially important donations that help keep this show operating. You can donate from anywhere using PayPal or Stripe on the show website. Remember to hit subscribe or to follow this show in your favorite podcast app, please. That's super important to see every episode. And thank you for listening.